0: Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark.
1: And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together Bruce and I have written, I don't know, five million cookbooks or something, including the one we're currently writing, which is Instant Pot Bible, The Next Generation, and The Essential Air Fryer Cookbook. But we're not going to talk about any of that, except we are going to talk about something that... Uh, gets used
0: in every book right something that you basically can't cook without <laughs> it is called a knife and We're <laughs> gonna do a guide to knives. This is part one of two. We're gonna take right. everything you need to know about what makes a good knife and how to choose a good knife. So, how we want to start this out is we want to start
1: talking about culinary about culinary knife anatomy. Now, we're not talking about switchblades, and we're not talking oh. about oh. I, I don't know what. We're talking about the kind of knives that people murder each other with on TV,
0: <laughs> mostly <laughs> in Denmark. <laughs>
1: culinary knives. We watch a lot of Danish murder. They TV. have like
0: one murder a year and then they have about 100 tv shows <laughs> with 20 murders in them. They year. are very murderously
1: imagined people. But anyway um, we, we talk about kind of knife anatomy and how the knife works uh, and we're going to start with the back of the knife and work forward. So what's so at the very back of the knife you find the
0: what? That is the handle. Yeah. It's the part you grip, the part you hold. Handles can be made up of almost anything, right? Yeah. They can be made of wood, plastic, resin. There are even some where it's metal. Almost
1: anything. They can't be
0: made of celery. Mm-hmm. And they can't be made of dog poop. And they can't wow. be made of... That's Mark's answer. to Anytime someone's <laughs> cooking and they go, you could put in beef or anything. He's like, really? Motor oil? Dog poop? <laughs> so you have to be very careful when you say well, anything. I'm just watching you know. the
1: logic here, but it, they can be made <laughs> Of <laughs> many different things, wood, plastic, resin, metal, as Bruce said. And um, th- talk about what happens with the wood part, which is a little bit
0: tricky. Well, wood is, if it's a unfinished wood or just a lightly oiled wood, um, you have a problem when you wash that knife that the wood can dry out, the wood can crack. If you put it in the dishwasher, you're going to completely ruin it. Um, so You don't put wood cutting boards in the dishwasher, so you shouldn't put your wooden handled knife in the dishwasher. I a lot of people
1: put wood cutting boards in the dishwasher, but we should run a whole other show about cutting boards and explain why oh, you don't sure. need to do that. Great. But um, you, I think you have a, a wood
0: handled knife, um, yeah. you just follow the manufacturer's directions on it and find out what they say to do with it. You might have to oil it. You might have to do some beeswax or something, but you want to keep that wood from drying Drying out and cracking.
1: And let me just say, and while we're here, and we're just talking endlessly about the handle, let me just say that this. We're going to get back to this in a minute. But the wood, plastic, resin, metal composition of the handle is a personal choice. Yes, yeah, right? one is
0: not better than the other. It's a matter of what you like, what you like the look of, what you like the feel of in your hand, and we'll get to all of that personal choice as we go on to the rest of the knife.
1: And I don't think that any of them make any difference. Okay, so inside the handle in a good kitchen knife is always a piece of the blade, right? It extends down into the middle of the handle
0: generally all the way out to the end of the handle, right? The, The piece of metal that comes off of the working end of the knife that gets stuck inside the handle is called the tang. The tang. And the, the the handle is not just not a taint. taint. No, oh, no, no, it's not the taint. Don't say that. It's, it's the tang. Yes. And it extends... Like the, like the orange drink
1: that astronauts took to the moon.
0: Now, on, a, on some knives, the tang extends all the way through to the back end of the handle. Yep. You can see it. It looks almost like a sandwich yep. that if you look at the handle, you'll see the wood or resin or plastic on either side of the metal tang. Sometimes you don't see it because the tang is just sort of inserted into... The middle of the handle, kind of like they way they do a hip replacement where they <laughs> oh. they, they shove the piece of oh. titanium down into your okay. femur. In general,
1: in general, if the tang extends to the back of the knife handle, you're talking about a higher quality culinary knife. Is that not yes, correct? Yes, it's
0: referred to as a full tang knife. Yep. And that usually indicates... sounds indica- dirty. <laughs> I just can't help myself. It sounds... Um, full tang. Full okay. tang knife. Um, usually indicates you have a higher quality knife.
1: Right. And the reason the tang is important and the reason it shouldn't be overlooked when you're looking at knives is it, when it extends back into the handle, that piece of metal that's back into the wood or resin or whatever it is in the handle, the more of it is back that is back there, the heavier the handle will be in the hand. And this is important because you actually want some kind of weight in that handle. And the problem with the short tangs Right? Is that, wow.
0: That sounds dirtier than big tangs. It still sounds dirty.
1: The problem with short tangs. So many problems with short (laughs) tangs. So many. Um, This motion of the ocean, not the. uh, Anyway. I'm um, like the (laughs) tang. Okay, stop. Stop. Um, the problem is that uh, short with short tangs, the knife is not well balanced.
0: and It's that... all about balance. You said the yep. key word there. It is. the If you think about how long a blade is, whether it's 6 inches, 8 inches, 10 inches, and then it has to be balanced on the other side with the handle. Yep. And handle materials are usually lighter than the blade material. Yep. And so you need that tang inside the handle to balance it so it's not super heavy only in the front.
1: That's right. Otherwise, the knife is going to feel like it's always tipping forward. Okay, so that's basically the handle is the two parts of a good knife is there's the handle itself and the tang inside the handle. And now we come to the blade itself. And the first part of the blade is called the bolster. And that's that little, like a sword's hilt. It's the little bump of the blade just before the handle. Um, It's it's generally how the blade goes, what is wider than the handle itself, right?
0: Yeah, that is not something that's in every knife. No. Um, better knives have them there. They can help protect your hands. So your fingers don't automatically push up the handle and into the blade. Yep. I actually don't like a bolster because the way I hold a knife is to grab it really up on the handle so that my What's index up? finger up, up towards the blade end okay. so that my my index finger actually goes over the top of the blade sometimes oh. on the you know the flat the, oh. the, the non sharp side try of it. this at home kids so I don't like a bolster not all knives have them again you have to try out knives and decide whether you like it or right. not
1: Right and I tend to like a bolster and the reason I like a bolster is for the next reason and that is if the if the back part of the blade closest to the handle with that bump down like a sword is the bolster the next part of the blade itself the business end of the knife is the heel and that's the the part of the blade that is closest to the handle the part of the sharp Part of the blade that is closest to the handle it's generally the thickest part of the knife and the reason I like a bolster is I find it easier to rock on the heel if I have a bolster present that's just me yeah uh, and the way my hands work
0: well the heel is I mean it's funny some chefs like to chop on the heel some chop in the middle some chop in yep. the front yeah it everybody has a different way of using a knife. Um, the heel, as Mark said, is the thickest. It, the, the metal is thicker. Um, there's more weight there. It's really great if you need to get a solid push to something hard like a butternut squash. Yep. You're going to use the, the heel to really break through there yep it, it's really
1: important so if you just think about that blade the business part of the knife the sharp part there's the bolster which is the bump at the back or not there's the heel and then the next part of it is just called the edge and that is really truly the business side it's of the blade what you think it is it's the edge it's the sharp edge it's what cuts right and just remember that always a dull edge is always more dangerous than a short sharp Why is that? One. and well it's because dull edges slip They slip on cutting boards. They slip on tomatoes. They slip on celery. They slip all over the place because they're dull. And I know it sounds wrong. If you don't know this, I'm I'm informing you that a sharp blade is less dangerous than a dull one. Now, that said, sharp blades can take your finger off. They can with very
0: little pressure. So you have to be careful (laughs) either way. We're assuming you're going to be careful with your blades and not run your fingers over them and not get your hands under them when you're chopping an onion. So that's why a sharp blade, will cut it faster, cut it cleanly. If you take a sharp blade at the top of a tomato, you can cut it right in half. Right. You take a dull blade in the top of a tomato, mm-hmm. it's barely going to go through the skin. Mm-hmm. It's going to slide off, and then it might hit your hand. Oh. And guess what? Even a dull blade will cut your hand. Oh, yes. It may not cut it off, but it will certainly cut it. So you got to heal the edge, and then that
1: little end of the blade is the tip. And that's the part that, of course, people... Used to poke in things and press in things and pierce things, And right?
0: unfortunately, use it to try and open bottles oh, with. Oh, and oh, And you whoa. break the tip of no, your knife, no. you bend the tip of your knife, not a good thing. No. Well, you should honor the tip of your knife.
1: If you spend decent money on culinary knives, you should not use them as bottle openers <laughs> or... I don't know what. Toothpicks. Uh, so so those are the parts of the business end of the blade, the heel, the edge, and the tip with the bolster or not back at the end by the handle. And then there's that top part of the blade that is the dull part. And in knife terminology, that's referred to as the spine of the knife, the the, the top part of the metal part of right. the blade. It is not sharp.
0: And you should keep either hands off of that if possible. I know a lot of chefs like to put the other, one hand on the dull spine yeah. as they chop I think unless you're really well-trained and know how to use a knife really well, you should keep your hand even away from that and never bang things on that. So, like you're trying to get your knife through that butternut squash. Don't pick up a pot and bang it on the dull side of the knife to try and get it through.
1: Well, I have to say, now I'm going to, say that when I rock a knife, and that's how I would chop herbs, or um, if I wanted to really finely mince like an onion, if I rock a knife, I do put my hand on top of the spine, and one hand on the handle, one on the spine, but I'm very careful to keep my fingers flat, because the reason Bruce is saying don't do this is the minute you start to, if your hand is on that spine, the minute you start to curl your fingers, they're suddenly starting to get closer and closer to the business end of the knife or
0: the business side of the knife. You know, if you think about a cleaver, which is not a knife, it's designed completely differently, and it's what many Asian chefs use. Um, Cleavers, you don't rock. They have they they don't have a curve. The way we talked about the edge of the of the knife, the working end here, it's usually curved as you get towards the tip and that allows western chef and home cooks to rock the knife as mark explained yeah, to chop that's... cleavers are straight across so you don't rock with them you just go up and down and up and down so you'll never see an asian chef putting their hand on the flat top side of it because there's no point and a lot of people and i should say
1: this this is a little knife tip a lot of people use knives and that just... was a pun no. Yeah, true. Hey, I didn't even notice it. Um, this is my knife tip. A lot of people use knives to scrape things off cutting boards and into pots or into bowls. If you want to do that, remember, scraping a sharp blade dulls it and ruins its edge. If you're insistent on using your knife as a scraping tool, then turn it upside down and use the spine. And which is going
0: to defeat the purpose because you want something thin. So put your <laughs> knife down, Grab a board scraper or a pastry scraper, which is what I use, and you can scoop it all up and take it over. And also,
1: let me just say that while I do this, I do this. I turn the knife upside down and I use the spine to scrape things off cutting boards. You realize now the business part of the knife is facing you. And so it is now much more dangerous because the sharp part is sitting up facing you. Okay, so we've talked about handle, tang, bolster, heel, edge, tip, and spine, which are all the pieces of a knife, and now you've got the anatomy down. So let's talk a minute about choosing a knife.
0: Never buy a knife online. Just don't. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to amend that. Once you have felt a knife in your hands... Once you have tried it in a store or at a friend's house or in a restaurant oh, kitchen, gonna, then you may go online and look for a cheaper you're version You're making of such it. friends of William Sonoma. <laughs> so you go in and you try out all the knives. And, and then when you <laughs> stand there and order it on Amazon. <laughs> oh, great. But you go through our website, so we'll get a commission, and then you go. That's the best way to buy a knife. Okay, the, what Bruce is saying is really
1: important. Uh, we have a friend who just wanted to buy a whole – she wanted to buy a new set of kitchen knives. And this was before COVID hit. And so before COVID hit, we were making this plan that we would drive over to Solotab, which is, uh, you know, maybe 30 minutes from us in very, very rural New England, maybe 45 minutes from us in rural New England, to the Solotab, And we uh, – she could then try out the knives – in her hand. I mean, she's a, a a shorter person. She has small hands. Her, her knives are not going to do what Bruce. Bruce is 6'4", and he has giant hands. And his knives that fit his hands would not fit hers. In fact, I'll tell you that Bruce has this Unbelievably nasty looking 20-inch knife. Oh, right? it's 16, okay, 16 inch Okay, 16-inch knife. I, it's, it's this nasty, giant blade. It's way too big for me. I can't use it. It's way too big for my hands. I. But he loves that knife because it's so big.
0: Yeah, when our friend was here for dinner uh, a few weeks before this whole corona thing started, I let her into my knife drawer and I said, pick up a few and try them. They were all too big for her, all too heavy for her. Yeah. So you have to go you have to try them yourself so that's the first thing and
1: what well i just want to interrupt i'm sorry there's a first thing do you want to say a second thing i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt go ahead what is the second thing
0: when you go to a store it's really important and you're going to think this is really crazy they have sample knives in most stores of everything that's in the case bring some celery or a potato with you <laughs> because you actually have to cut something. You can't just go in and hold a knife and pretend to cut. Or your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> um, bring no, something back wanna, to the, the little
1: tang again. i going to cut. Yeah, because listen, and this is another thing, um, and we're talking about knives too heavy, and Bruce is saying, you know, figure out how to cut it. Because knives too heavy, you're not going to feel comfortable if your knife is too heavy operating it. But in the same way, if a knife is too light for you, yeah it's like the only thing I can compare it to is bowling with too light a ball uh-huh. you know if you bolt it with too light a bowl you basically throw it through the ceiling or <laughs> through the back wall of the bowling alley that's what bowling that's what not, uh, cutting with a uh, with a too light knife is like so you have to figure out the weight that feels right in your hand
0: yeah because it actually gets dangerous if I use a knife that's too light I'm more likely to cut myself if you use a knife that's too heavy for you you're more likely to cut yourself so yeah. now we're talking about safe let's talk about three quick knife safety things um, before we wrap up. So knife safety, never, never toss a knife in a sink, especially if there's water in the sink. But you are going to be reaching in and out of that sink to get a sponge, to get a measuring cup you put in there, to do a lot of things. And I have cut myself many times reaching into the sink to grab something <laughs> so, and my fingers run up against the do as I say,
1: knife. not as I do. So don't do it. No, you don't. Don't and in, do it. In professional kitchens, um, which I have to say, Bruce is the chef and I'm the writer, so my experience in professional kitchens came with writing cookbooks. I was not around them ever. And now that we do cooking demos across the country and all of that, I, I, you know, now I have to work in a professional kitchen. And I know number one thing is that they screw. Scream at you if you put a knife in a sink. You get fired for it, actually. Well, you can't fire me because I'm the (laughs) talent there to do the cooking show. But you do, and I didn't know that. And we were teaching at Drager's in the Bay Area in San Mateo. This is years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And I put a knife in the sink, and this man, Bill, who ran the show and— unfortunately is now gone, um, Bill was just very much upset with me that I put a knife in a sink. And I can tell you another thing that they do in um, professional kitchens that is about knife safety. And that is if you walk around the kitchen with a knife in your hand, people always say behind you with a knife, behind always. you with a knife. If
0: someone gets in front of you or you're walking around, you say that to so no one backs up and right. you become one of those those Danish TV show right, right.
1: So if you're at a chopping board and I, you know, let's say you and your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, spouse, whoever, you and your dog are cooking together, and the and one person is going to go toward something else with a knife in their hand, it's just polite and safe to say behind you with a knife yeah. in my hand.
0: And one final thing, and this is just both safety and etiquette, never point with a knife. <laughs> Just, don't, just, <laughs> don't, I, do I, I just don't do it.
1: Can I tell the we story? Just um, don't do it. I learned this again. Again, I'm not the professional chef. I'm the writer. And I learned this the hard way. We were at a cooking demo in uh, in Sonoma just years and years ago. We were doing this cooking demo and something was happening. And, of course, I can't talk without moving my hands. If you tie my hands behind my back, I'm suddenly mute. And I was doing something and I was making a point and I was pointing with the knife. And there was a general gasp
0: in the room that I will never forget. And here's why. You're <laughs> cooking, your hands might be wet, that knife could easily slip, and you end up the victim of a Danish crime show. You, do, you so. do. Having said all that, the next episode, we're going to go into part two of Knives, how to care for your knives and the proper way to chop and use your knives, and how to store your knives. But in the meantime, if you like this podcast... Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from and give us a great five-star rating. Always helps.
1: Yeah, we like five-star ratings. Give us any rating and it always helps. And connect with us on social media. Uh, You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Bruce is on Instagram under Bruce A. Weinstein. Otherwise, we're under our own names on all the other platforms. We can connect there and we'd love to have you back next time on the subsequent and part two episode of How to Deal with Culinary Knives on Cooking with Bruce and
0: Mark.